You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Well, hello, it's episode 245 of the Bride Chiller Podcast. It is a new year if you are listening to these in order live. I'm Alicia, the host of the show. I've been here from day one. I'm the founder, the creator, the mother of this thing, and I'm here to help you plan your wedding without the bullshit, without all the white noise and the stress. Oh, who needs to be stressed about getting hitched? It's supposed to be a really fun day, and it will be if you follow what I'm doing. It is a bit of an echoey room here because I am in my mother and father-in-law's house in Hobart, Tasmania. If you're new to the show, you'll be learning lots about uh, our comings and goings of uh, Rich, my husband and I. We live in London. We're Australians. Don't know if you can hear the accent or not. I feel like it's gotten a bit stronger since we've been home, which I'm proud of. I'm a bloody Aussie. you gotta, you got to really rock that accent and someone did say to me in London oh you've got some rounded vowels recently and I'm like bloody hell I don't you gotta keep that accent it's my meal ticket today is Q&A Thursday which is where I answer your voice messages emails raven messages what happens when you send a raven tube of parchment Uh, basically I try and come up with solutions for your problems And I don't always succeed, but most often I do. And at least I succeed in the sense of giving you a bit of a different perspective. Because I know when when you're sort of in the heat of things and you ask your family and friends, sometimes they tell you what you want to hear which isn't really helpful when you're trying to solve a problem. So uh, that's what we're going to do today. I've got a lot to get through. Lots of problems, issues, comments, thoughts have come through over the emails, uh, over the Christmas, New Year break, the holidays. And uh, I'm very excited to try and get in, get it done, make your life easier and hopefully inspire you as well, which is Really what I, I love doing and I love hearing from you with you know your emails in response saying, I heard episode 142 and uh, it's Bride Chiller Kate said this and I did exactly what she did and it's all worked out for the best or I tweaked this a bit and it all worked out. Good, good, good. If you are interested in learning more about the Bride Chiller back catalogue, that is all of our episodes wrapped into one handy app and application All you need to do is uh, visit the website, thebridechiller.com. All the information and links are there and make sure you take advantage, if you're listening to this in real time, of our special discount code, Koala, uh, and that will give you 25% off your annual subscription. There it is. Let's crack on with our very first voice message. Who is it from? Hi, Alicia and Rich. It's Kate here from North Carolina. I wanted to update you guys on how the party went and also thank you for getting to my voicemail. Okay, Kate appeared a couple of episodes ago, just before the holidays, and she had a bit of a request because her engagement party happened to be falling the weekend before the US election. And she was a little concerned about how people were going to be affected by the upcoming election and how they were going to be acting and behaving at her engagement party. And I totally, like, Rich, my husband and I, my husband and I, it sounds like we're very posh, he's not here at the moment. I just feel like if there are new people getting on board, they're like, who's this Rich he's talking about? I'm married to him. He appears on the show regularly. We were uh, intrigued by this question because, of course, the US elections were a huge talking point. 
and we totally got what she was saying. She didn't want her engagement party to be just a big political discussion with everyone standing around with their wines going, well, I don't agree with you, but I, I just want to talk about Hillary or I want to talk about Mr. Trump. And so I, she was sort of saying, is it appropriate to ask people to shut the fuck up and not discuss the election? To which we responded, uh, you can go back and listen. I won't just give you a recap of the episode before. But, you know, we were quite supportive in saying, listen, hopefully people will be able to chill out for the night and just enjoy your celebration and put that election chat to bed. So that's what she's talking about. Carry on, Kate. The party was incredible. I ended up not doing signs for fear of seeming sort of overbearing, maybe a little bitchy, less bridechella and more zilla. I figured that everybody was adults and I'm not in charge of their subjective conversation. So anyway, but really it was, it was beautiful. There was no arguments. We had all of our friends and family there. We had a great food truck and music and a bonfire. So all was well on that front. The election did not go as I planned and I may have cried for the rest of the week, but you know, whatever. So on another note, I definitely wanted to tell you how incredibly happy I was to hear Monday's episode with Erica, the planner. I'm doing my wedding completely DIY and I've been battling with whether or not I could afford a bit of professional help. Um, Also in the process of renovating an old tobacco barn on our family's land to have a wedding venue and sort of get to know more about planning other people's weddings as well. So as somebody who's not very religious and a huge X-Files fan, she's completely spoke to me and um, and I'm definitely going to book a session with her. I'm so excited. I'm going to do it this week. And she's literally 45 minutes away from me. So this is huge. Thank you so much. Thanks again for all of your amazing information and for your hilarity. Happy days. Oh, totes my pleasure. And uh, I have vowed in 2007 to continue to speak like a 14-year-old. I'm 35, living in a 14-year-old's body and mind. Uh, That sounded creepy. No, look, very happy that you enjoyed the episode you were talking uh, about, Kate, was episode number, mm, let me get my little brain going here, 238. And... uh, You're talking about the wonderful Erica. Uh, She is a wedding planner. She is a former bride chiller. She's a bride chiller graduate. And she runs a a beautiful company called Follet Ado Events. I can never say it properly because I'm not fancy enough. But she basically in the episode, if you go back and listen, uh, episode 238, she talks a lot about DIY and also her experience really separating her professional knowledge and understanding of the industry to then actually being a bride. And I love talking to wedding vendors. And this is a big tip. If you want to ask wedding vendors, just, you know, especially if they're a bit younger, ask them about their weddings because it's always fascinating getting feedback from vendors about what they do in the day to day, running their business, dealing, I just say dealing in air quotes, working with brides, grooms, and then seeing how they coped planning their own wedding. 
Were they control freaks? Did they get it all done? Did they use their own vendors? It's a really fun conversation, but it's also a good way, I think, to suss out what they're like um, just in general as a, as a chat, but what they're like about uh, stress and and chatting about their own personal experiences versus, profe- versus professional. So the uh, good comment, Kate. Happy you enjoyed it and happy you're going to take up uh, an offer that Erica has about chatting doing some uh, coaching, which she also offers to a bride's grooms, 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 bride's brides, whoever wishes to partake. Can't wait to hear more about your upcoming wedding, Kate, and your wedding planning. You always leave wonderful voice messages. And that's actually, if you're new to the podcast, this is what we do. We're a community. Bride Chiller is all about helping each other. It's not just about me talking in a big alcohol room. Gosh, I feel so, I feel bad recording in this huge room. I don't feel bad. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, I'm happy to be here. But the Bride Chiller community is a fabulous community. And if you are interested in being a part of it, it's not really a a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal to be a part of it, but it's very easy. Just join one of the uh, the Facebook group is great. It's just Bride Chiller podcast if you look for it in Facebook. Um, Also, if you follow me on Instagram and Twitter. But the Facebook group is really great because people put up questions about vendors. Um, They will ask for advice uh, about certain issues, topics. You know, they'll post things saying, What do you think about this? or I love this. And to be honest, you all sort of run it yourselves. I pop in occasionally. I mean, I love checking it, but it's funny, just fabulous watching bride chillers and groom chillers chat to each other and share ideas and thoughts. So I would say if you are interested in becoming a part of the community on a higher level, just like the page. So, you know, jump in, have a conversation and uh, take part. Warms my bones. Hi, Alicia. This is Emily. And I basically just wanted to say thanks for having the podcast. Um, I'm going through some health issues And at the same time, trying to plan a wedding, which can be very stressful. And listening to your podcast is just a very nice escape. And like even just now this morning, I was spending an hour or so researching different doctors. And, you know, that kind of takes precedence over certain wedding planning. And then I'm just listening to your podcast and it just made me laugh so much. And I'm just very grateful that I get to listen to you and have you be my virtual bridesmaid and it's just been a lot of fun. So thank you and happy days. Bridechiller Emily, I am delighted and uh, privileged to be your virtual bridesmaid and thank you for sharing that message and it sucks that you were going through health challenges and I just wanted to share that message because I was like man when I listened to it I nearly cried and not just like wow I cry I just was like fuck you are uh, going through this you took the time to share the message and I'm so happy that my silliness brings occasional entertainment to your life so that made me so happy and I just wanted to yeah we we all on behalf of my people all the people listening, we want to wish you uh, happiness, joy, love, and good health. And whatever you're going through, just know that you can switch on the podcast at any time. And he may do bad accents. You can go on the Facebook group, post, chat, enjoy other people's company. And I think, you know, it's it's interesting. It really puts it into perspective a lot when you I get these messages and I think about the stress that people feel with stupid details in wedding planning. And then I hear your voice message and clearly you're going through stuff that's pretty heavy. Um 
and makes me go, you know what, it's it's about finding the good parts of wedding planning and that to me is about planning a joyful day that celebrates your love and having your friends and family there and really it's not about freaking, you know, chair covers, you know how I feel about them, but also just silly details that people get all crazy wrapped up in when you go actually this is not what life's about so thank you emily and i appreciate that you took the time and i'm glad that you love the show Woo! echoey gosh so echoey now i have an email to share i know i usually do voice messages and i feel like i sometimes let my email people down totally sorry about that hey alicia uh, this is from meg by the way I just had to write to you because I've fallen completely and totally in love with your podcast. I listen every morning while I get ready for work. And not only do you offer super helpful wedding planning information, lots of it, but you also entertain the hell out of me. Oh, thank you. There are times when I literally catch myself smiling just listening to you. You're so insightful, relaxed and sweet. And yet at the same time, you're sharp as a tack and charmingly blunt. Ooh, gee, that's a sexy. I mean, you're basically chatting me up here, Meg. That's exactly what I want. I might use that in a testimonial. Uh, she does go on. I'm not going to read all of her amazing, uh, you know, beautiful compliments because I don't want to be too hardcore on myself. But she did say uh, she's got some suggestions, so I'd like to share them with you. When it comes to wedding-oriented topics, I have to say I feel like I've been having too easy a go of it. My fiance and I have been together for almost seven years and got engaged four months ago and our wedding is next October. That's 2018. And uh, why am I whispering a lot? And we've both had such a positive experience thus far, which is great. She says, maybe it helps that we're both very low-key individuals, but we, we really haven't felt that sort of stereotypical wedding planning stress that everyone seems to endure. I know it's still very early and that could change, but I think something that's helped us and something that you may advise is to just follow your hearts, do it your own way and kind of say, screw everyone else. (laughs) All of my married friends say that's the best advice and it could be, should be held. Very true. Couldn't agree more, Meg. That's basically the foundations of this whole show. We aren't into a lot of traditions and expected details when it comes to weddings. So we're keeping our budget pretty small, $10,000 ideally. See, now that is great. $10,000 to me is still a lot of money, but it's small in the wedding industry. Just a side note. We're not doing an engagement party or a bridal shower. We're doing a joint bachelor, bachelorette shindig, and our wedding registry is a GoFundMe. Oh, that's interesting. Is anyone else? I'm just interrupting myself reading here. Anyone else doing GoFundMe or any sort of other funding style wedding registries? I'd like to hear from you because I think that's a different way to go rather than a gift registry. I like it. We're keeping things pretty minimalistic. The venue is a ski lodge in the, I'm not going to say this right, Adrian and Adrax. Adrian Dax. Adrian Dax. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's upstate New York, and they're pretty much all-inclusive, so our reception is already 90% arranged. They provide the catering tables, linens, glassware, silverware, and even decor to go with our choice of colors. Our ceremony will be held on my grandfather's lakefront property, so not only is it going to be an extremely sentimental location for me, it's going to cost us practically nothing. Nada. We already have our photographer, Next, we just need to secure our officiant and DJ, both of which I've already been in communication with. 
All in all, we hope that it will be a very simple, rustic wedding and a fun, laid-back day for all of those attending. We truly just want everyone to enjoy themselves. Oh, this sounds perfect. I don't even know why she's writing to me. It all sounds like things are going very well. <laughs> the only issue we've really encountered uh-uh, is concerning the groom's mother. She's the nicest, sweetest, most caring person I've ever met. Okay, she seems like she's going all right. However, we felt we all felt a however coming, didn't we? She is also a warrior, so naturally she's been a bit troublesome. Mm. I've been handling most of the planning, which is fine because I'm quite organized. And if I need any help from my fiancé, he is ready and willing. Sounds like a top bloke. We're fortunate in that where we, we want... <laughs> Come on, mate. I was going so well with my reading. I'm a bit... Can I just say... Sorry, Meg, but I just want to go here. I am dyslexic and it's been this way forever. So it's fine. I live with it. No sob story. But I do think the reading of things sometimes freaks me out, especially when I'm recording. And when I did a lot of live television, I would have to read an auto cue. And that took a long time because an auto cue, if you don't know, is behind the camera. It's a bit weird, but it's the writing. It's the, it's the writing. It's what newsreaders read. And I was always in the studio and the auto cue would play and there's an auto cue person that would sit in another room or just next to the, you don't see them. And they control how quickly the auto cue speed is going. And it's basically with a mouse. It's a cool job. It's not really. It's not a cool job, but it's a clever job. Uh, and they've got to basically keep up with you or slow down. And if you make an off-the-cuff comment that isn't on the auto cue, their job is to then pick up the pieces and figure out where you're next going to read. And it would always, with my bordering up mild dyslexia, but it's there, it would freak me the fuck out because I was like, this is live. You've got to read. Just do it properly. And my reading itself is quite good, but sometimes you just get ahead of yourself and, it, and then I panic and then it's like, oh my gosh. So yeah, I'm not, look, just wanted to say that if I mess up, I usually go back and edit, but I'm not going to do that because I've just said all that stuff. Uh, she <laughs> welcome everyone. Uh, she says, I've been handling most of the planning just to rewind. This is Meg. I've been handing most of the planning, which is fine because I'm quite organized. And if I need if I need any help from my fiancé, he's ready and willing. Good. We're fortunate in that we both want the same thing of our day and have practically identical visions of it. Whoa. His mother, on the other hand, seems to be stressed out about everything. And the worse is that she created the stress where there wasn't any to begin with. She's texting me at 10.30 at night with a question about lodging. I'm not an uptight person, but that's just not cool. Oh, see, 10.30 is definitely a cutoff for me. I wouldn't text anyone after 10. Thoughts? Would you text people after 10? 9.30? Oh, I'm going to put that out to you guys. I might do this today on a Twitter, ask you. She says uh, uh, she's not uptight, but that's not cool. It's gotten to the point that my fiancé had to call her and have a bit of a discussion about things just to gently know, just tell her that she needs to pull back a little bit. We love her and I recognise I'm very lucky to have her as a future mother-in-law. She's wonderful, she cares, but she just doesn't know how much she overthinks things. It's become a bit of a joke between us because I'm such a bridezilla that she has become a bridezilla. (laughs) She's a mother-in-lawzilla, motherzilla. I'll work on that. She isn't even the bride. It's been throwing off my groove, to say the least. I think the wedding planning should be a fun thing, no matter what kind of wedding you're having. So I was just wondering if there are any tips or specific ways to ease this issue. 
I listened to an episode recently where you, one of your listeners, proposed delegating tasks to family members to reduce the amount of tasks that the bride and groom have to do and also feel like make the family members feel like they are part of things and that their opinions matter. I thought that was a creative solution that I could definitely implement. I really value your input as well as your suggestions from the oh-so-cool listeners. That's all you guys. You are oh-so-cool. So I would love to hear what you think. Thank you again for all you do. And I'm not some kind of oddball for being a non-traditional, non-prissy bride. So you make me feel like I am not alone. Happy days, Megan. And she says also, I love this at the end. Have you ever thought about officiating weddings? I'd love to be your first customer. Just a thought. (sighs) Let's talk about that. But firstly, let's talk about your mother-in-law. Listen, you're going to hear an episode coming up with my mother-in-law, Veronica, who is fabulous. She's sassy, she's outspoken, but gee, she gets stressed too. And I feel like I should actually have her here answering this question. We'll talk about it next episode. But she is a worrier, she's a stressor. I am optimistic, calm, and if shit goes down, I usually just deal with it and move on. Some people just don't have those the capacity to do that. And that is not a, a bad thing. I think worrying about things, worrying, being concerned and aware is not a bad thing up to a point, but then stressing out about things that you can't do. Like you said, her texting you at 10.30 about lodging when clearly a solution will probably not be had, not be made at 10.30 at night. And nor do you want to be discussing that when you're getting into bed, getting your Kindle ready to drop on your head when you fall asleep. So I do think allocating tasks, making sure that you find a balance and also being quite open and honest to her about how you feel when she stresses you the fuck out is not a bad thing. I know with Veronica, uh, who I just saw drive up the driveway, so she might just walk in and I might grab her in a second. After this break, I will grab her. Uh, Maybe sometimes we have to say to her, V, you got to chill out. You're freaking us out. And, you know, obviously we found a balance with her and she doesn't find that offensive. And if she does, she'll tell us. But she sort of gets just like actually will heavy breathe when she's worried. And we're just like, look, that's silly and unnecessary. And your behavior is actually making me stress and we're not going to get anywhere. So I do think allocating tasks, giving her ownership over something, uh, and that's the same with other family and friends as well, is a really good way to make them feel valued and make them feel like they have something else to do. So I think that's great. I think that you should feel open enough and confident enough to, like you said, get your fiancé to talk to her as well and, and make those choices. Okay, V has just come in. I'm going to go to break, and then after the break, we're going to hear her take on this. Hold the line. All right, we're back on the show. Veronica Maddock is here. <laughs> she just said, I don't want to sound old-fashioned. <laughs> you just made me sound old-fashioned. I did not. <laughs> Welcome back yeah. to the show, V. Lovely to be here, Lish. Good. Uh, you're a good, you're a solid guest. I'll always say that. We always get good feedback when you're on the show. That's good. Yeah. What have you got for me today? Right. Meg has written saying that she has a lovely, lovely mother-in-law. And, uh, but her mother-in-law is a bit of a worrier and a stresser. Oh, I can relate I to know, that. I know. I just said that you, oh. you, you do take on this, the worries of the world. Well, the worries of my little family. Yes. Definitely. And we love you doing that. But I did say before the break that sometimes we go, hey, V. Cool it. Breathe in. Cool it. 
So Meg is saying her thing is that she loves her mother-in-law, but Meg is a very much a bride chiller and her mother-in-law has taken on sort of the bridezilla role, but not in a bad way, but she's worrying about things, potentially unnecessary things. Look, I sympathise because I'm much the same, Mm. much the same. Um, But I I suppose she wants to know how to deal with this. Yes. Do do you think it's wrong to say, hey, Mama, relax? I don't think it's wrong, Mm. but I don't think it'll get you anywhere. Mm. What about allocating tasks? That's an excellent idea. See, she's on it. Excellent idea. Is that what she's doing? She's saying she thinks that might be because she's heard a previous episode where I've talked about giving people specific jobs and then they don't have to freak out about all the rest of the stuff. Exactly. My point, yes. Mm. So give your mother-in-law certain jobs that you know she'd like to do, Mm. um, that she'll do well or, yes, something to get her out of your orbit for a wee bit. Give her a little task. Give her a project. A project. You know how I love that word. I know. (laughs) Sorry, in joke. No, it's a good... You love a project, you love a list, you love to get things done. Yes. You're very efficient. Yes, yes, yes. But it is good to be able to... I think because we've developed a relationship Mm. long enough now to go, hey, V, breathe. Yeah. And that's different for everyone with different relationships. No, I I think really the best way is to give her a specific task Mm. And when she's completed that, now if she is well organised, she'll probably do that in quick, smart time, mm. wanting to do more. Give her another task. Give her another task, exactly. Now, another question, Meg did say that her mother-in-law likes to text her with the panics, but she was texting her after 10.30pm and I said I thought that was a bit late. It is a bit late. And what's the mother-in-law being up at 10.30? <laughs> That's a bit late. <laughs> she should be in bed. But, you know, Meg, the latest thing is that they are advising, this is the health experts. Oh, gosh, here we go. Are advising people Mm. to turn off all their devices and certainly not have them in your bedroom. Mm. So you can't answer because you don't know the text has come in. This is true. So so you're just saying to Meg, just switch off all devices. Yes, and we'll leave them in another room and deal with it in the morning. Good. That's a good way to do it. And it also might provide some boundaries to mother-in-law saying if you text back, then you're basically enabling her. Yes, and you're more or less saying it's okay to text me at 10.30 at True, night. true. What's the cutoff that you, if you receive a phone call, what's the late oh. cutoff? When I was... I knew you'd have an answer. When I was growing up, my mother taught me and I taught my children that, because in those days we had something called the telephone. Oh, no. That you weren't to telephone anyone. After 8 p.m. Wow. 8 p.m. So um, that's quite a bit. A lot of people don't get home to work till that time. Yes, but in those days, Mm. we didn't have that. And even now, people of my generation would not consider phoning anyone um, or on a mobile, on a landline text Mm. after about 8.30, 9 p.m. max. I was saying 9, 9.30, and if it's anything afterwards, it better bloody be an emergency or, you know, someone giving me a million dollars. That would be nice. That would be really nice. If you want to give me a million dollars, I'm happy to take your call at any time. But I might <laughs> so have my I. device off after 10 o'clock and put it in another room so it doesn't yes, give me Yes, no, I, I would – this is serious. I would definitely advise you to turn things off, say, at 10 p.m. <laughs> And then it's, it, then mother-in-law needs to learn. That's just not going to happen. And not only mother-in-law, friends, work, whoever, whatever. You've got to have some downtime. Absolutely. And this is something I read only last week. Where did you read it? 
um, probably on an online mm. thing, um, yeah. that it is detrimental to your health. I do find we because Rich and I get into bed. Rich likes to play online chess. He's uh, obsessed, and now I'm into. I'm addicted to online Yahtzee. <laughs> the thing about doing my as you know, I play bridge yeah. late at night, so yeah. my brain is humming around, and so I can't get to sleep before one. You're a night owl. So I need to get on the computer and play my solitaire card games. Does that make you come down? It does in a way, but it takes a while. Mm. But doing those sort of things only gets your brain working, and that's not what you need. Just need to. I just I go to sleep in, and I read the Kindle until it falls, and I let go of the Kindle. And sometimes it hits me in the head. <laughs> Poor Kindle. <laughs> Kindle's had a battering. All right, All right. good, good answer, Meg. Now that's for Meg, Bridechiller Meg, and V. You're going to come back and co-host the next week's Q and A. Be delighted. Yeah, we've got lots of questions, and then in the future, we're going to record an episode all about being a mother-in-law wow what could i say about that well you you, actually you did say you're and also mother of the groom as well yes which i think sometimes gets forgotten about certainly by brides because um yes because they can be interfering did i interfere not at all not at all no no i think everyone just left us i think no one really knew what the hell their wedding was going to be like It It was was a good one. (laughs) It was a good one, but I think everyone was like, well, I don't know. And because we kept it pretty much on the down low, no one really asked very many. Although you were concerned about us poisoning all of our guests with the bolognese that we made. That was the night before the wedding. Yeah. (laughs) We thought we were going to kill everyone because we did – we reheated uh, it. Wasn't re- it frozen? It was fro- well. We so we made. We spent over weeks. We started cooking big batches of bolognese for all the guests staying in the house the night before, and then you did have a freak out saying you're going to get give everyone dysentery or something. Not just quite all, dysentery. not dysentery. Just, but just you said you'd all upsets. get tummy upsets, and it will ruin everything. And it didn't. It, <laughs> <laughs> we boiled that, but bolognese. Rich was like, turn it up. <laughs> It was like, but um, was that good. was it went well. It was good, yeah. But no, no tummy aches. No. All right, thank you, Meg, for writing, and thank you, V. You're welcome. What are you going to do now? Um, I'm going to get back on my computer, see what emails I've got. Good. You better go check out and see what's happened with the world, Sorry. and I'll finish this podcast. Okay. Bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs> Hi, Alicia. My name's Claire. I'm from Sydney. Um, we got married. On Saturday, and currently we're in Freycinet in Tasmania, Australia. Um, I just wanted to thank you for a few things that really saved me during our wedding. Um, the first thing, it was from your very, very first episode. I've listened to them all, obviously. Um, your guest list, so dealing with obligation guests. We got really, really good at giving our parents and family the spiel about why we shouldn't invite randoms. Um Next, you had an episode on um, asking bridesmaids to step down. I think this is a really, really common thread with many um, brides-to-be just kind of having bridesmaids who you think will be really great and they end up kind of not really having the time. Um, next, um, you I sent you a message a while ago about my true blue tie-dust dad wanting to walk me down the aisle and trying to steamroller the wedding. Um, we didn't talk for a year, but then once we actually talked again, he was really understanding um, and he was just really generous with contributing to the wedding and he ended up having a really good time, which was great for us. Um, finally, I think I was a bride chiller. Um, I had a few hurdles before the wedding, including getting bitten by my makeup artist dog 
and also, um, yeah, just general last-minute things that didn't quite go to plan. But um, I felt really calm on the day, which was the main thing. Um, one thing that I kind of kept in mind the whole time through my wedding planning was the rule of seven. So whether I care about this particular thing in seven days, seven months or seven years, and that really helped me get through. Finally, um, I'm very efficient, so I listen to your podcast and all my other podcasts at double speed, and your diction is perfect, even double speed. So that's really great. Anyway, happy days. Claire, that is such a lovely voice message. Congratulations on your nuptials. And I'm so happy you're in Freysenay in Tasmania. I'm currently in Hobart in Tasmania, and it is a beautiful place. I can only imagine what a great place for a honeymoon that would be. Also, thank you so much for recapping what you enjoyed about the podcast because that's really helpful to me to know what you uh, found value in and also to be able to share that with other Bridechiller listeners who might be wanting to go back to the back catalogue and see what uh, you made use of. Fantastic obligation guests, obviously a big topic of this podcast and also finding your chill. Now, the rule of sevens, I had to have a little Google. And I encourage you to Google it too, because it's very interesting. And it's also good to say, you know, really how much of the decisions that you make will you notice on the day or be important to you on the day. And again, going back to what we were talking about with V just then, what you get stressed or worry about really, you know, 80, 90% of the things that we worry about don't even exist. So it's good that you just honed in on a way that you could make those decisions without getting stressed and also realizing exactly why you're making the decisions and why they're important to you obviously makes things so much easier. So Bride Chiller Claire, I'm delighted that uh, you went back to episode one and you found so much uh, entertainment and value in what we do. And uh, I really appreciate the update. Cheersies. Well, this has gone very quickly. I would like to thank all the people who have downloaded the Bride Chiller app on iOS and Android. And An extra step of goodness that would really help us out is for you to review the app in the various stores because I know that other people will look at those little ratings, the star system, and go, is this worth pushing the button on? Yes, it is, but they need to know from other bride chillers and groom chillers. So if you could take two seconds to hit the ratings when you are downloading the app, that would be amazing. Also, feedback about the app is always welcome. If you haven't taken the plunge yet to become a subscriber to the show, which gives you access to the entire back catalogue, you can still get the newest episodes via iTunes, Stitcher, and of course, in the app. The app is free, so you can download the app and still receive new episodes. And uh, if you want to get into the back catalogue, that's where the subscription service kicks in. Also, I'm working on some pretty tidy exclusive episodes and also... For subscribers, we will also be offering something that's been quite requested, and this is coming up in uh, early this in the new year, early this year, uh, and that is a pre-wedding week of short podcasts that you can play for the whole week, every day before you get hitched to uh, go through your bride chiller mantras, have a good time. And just prepare yourself. So it's something that we're offering to subscribers. It's very simple. It's fun. I've been working on it for a little while and it's much requested. So I'm delighted to be able to be bringing that to you in the new future. Um, We're in Australia at the moment, as we know. So we are catching up on lots of podcasty things and hopefully welcoming lots of bride chillers and groom chillers into the bride chiller community. So as I said, if you haven't joined the Facebook group, jump on, be a part of it. 
It's a really lovely active community and uh, people are very open to answering questions and offering advice without being total assholes like they seem to be doing on a lot of wedding forums. So yeah. Thank you so much for listening. New goodness on Monday's episode of the Podchiller. Podchiller. That's my new show. Bridechiller podcast is what I'm trying to say. And Q&A episodes, fresh episodes coming every Thursday. Thank you for your love and support. If you are a Bridechiller graduate or if you're coming up to your wedding, please get in touch. We love hearing about how it all went. And also send me some photos. We have quite a few Bridechiller graduate photos wedding photos that we're sharing this week on the Facebook page. So we're excited. So beautiful. Some of these oh, just gorgeous. And uh, also Rich will be coming back on the podcast under duress. All the best. Happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014. 